Hello and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. All right, so I promise this is the last episode we're going to talk about loneliness, at least for a while. All right, so my journey with loneliness, I, I think this is a really good one to kind of wrap up everything that we've been talking about as far as loneliness goes. So again, what I'm going to do, I'm going to share with you the Carl Jung quote again, because I think it's very significant. And then I'm going to walk out for you um, my journey. So kind of like a timeline. Um, So this is a very reflective piece for me, but also a fleshing out of some of the concepts that we've been talking about. And I would highly encourage you, uh, you know, notice what I'm doing and then do your own journey, um, your own timeline, right? So what is your journey with loneliness and and where do you want to go? So maybe you're not where you want to be right now, but what is the next signpost in your journey, if you will, uh, on your destination? Okay. So again, the Carl Jung quote, loneliness does not come from having no people about, but from being unable to communicate the things that seem important to oneself or from holding certain views which others find inadmissible. Okay, so you either um, uh, feel like you can't communicate what's important to you or that if you do, you're going to be judged for it. So when I was a a child, particularly up through my middle school years, um, quite honestly, I was very lonely. Um, Nobody listened to me, you know, Um, just the the nature of the culture that I grew up in, the family culture, um, you know, it it wasn't set up for listening to children. Um, There was no acknowledging of your feelings. You weren't allowed to show or have feelings, right? Um, And if you were around an adult, there was this notion of you will be quiet. Uh, You don't have an opinion. You're not worthy to have an opinion as a child. I do remember one of my, um, my teachers, Mrs. Taft, she taught me in fifth and sixth grade. She was the first person in my life who really, you know, asked me about my life and, and wanted, she sounded interested. Um, and then, you know, as, as I went along, I had some very interested teachers, uh, that would ask me things about myself, get me to think, right. Um, so I was very lonely. I, I didn't feel like I could share anything important. Um, number one. And, and if I did, uh, I, you know, if I brought my report card and showed you something important, uh, I knew I was going to get in trouble because I had an A minus. Right. So I, I knew that I needed to be small and, and hide, right. There was that fear of success that we talked about last week. So as I progressed into high school, uh, I realized that once I got into high school, um, I, if I was in everything and I do mean everything, I played four sports a year. I was on every, um, club and organization you possibly could be on. Um, if I was in everything, not only would you, you know, stay long enough, somebody would feed you. Uh, but these were places where I could not only, um, you know, showcase my talents and learn and grow, connect with others, but people would listen to me. Uh, especially as I grew in high school, people would listen to me. They would pay attention to me, but I was very busy, 
right? I was doing all the things all the time because I also was still not, um, you know, connecting with myself. And I think part of that is the nature of development as a teenager, right? But also, um, you know, I didn't allow myself to have feelings. Uh, really, I didn't, honestly. It was, it was a very kind of empty existence. Uh, I do remember, uh, I actually was voted as most popular in the school when I was a senior, which I did not understand at all until probably about five years ago. Uh, but I had read an article that stated, um, you know, that this one, one student, um, had, he was so lonely in his life that, um, he, in his, uh, in a note he wrote, he said, if one person smiles at me today, I will not kill myself. And unfortunately he did kill himself. That was his suicide note. And I remember reading that, I don't know, maybe as a junior in high school and it struck me so much. And I was like, I can do that. You know, I, 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 I don't know how to change the world, but I can do that. I can smile at people. And so that's what I did. I, I tried very hard to, um, you know, smile and, 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 uh, befriend as much as possible, uh, all people of all kinds. And apparently that worked off, worked out for me, you know, that, um, but even then, sure, voted most popular, but literally, you know, not till 20 years later, did I really understand that, right? So it's not like it, it was my motivating factor. Okay. And then in college, um, you know, there were lots of people around me, lots of new connections. I found out pretty quickly that humor, um, was a good thing. Uh, and humor, <laughs> honestly, it helped me to make connections. Uh, I, I don't know that I had fun behind the humor. I think I used the humor to create connections and relationships, but I still wasn't having a sense of, of connection, right? I still didn't feel like I was sharing, uh, important things or that people were listening to me. I knew that they were listening to my humor and my stories. And I also remember thinking at one point, um, you know, man, I'm really surprised that people like me right? Um, it's a really weird feeling to, to look back on that and say, you know, I, I basically was hiding in the open, right? I, I was, um, you know, a very flamboyant, uh, kind of, uh, entertainer, uh, spirit way out in the open. Um, but I was very lonely doing it. And, and I can tell you this, that, you know, over the last 20 years or so, I've been able to really understand why we have some of these comedians and actors and singers who um, go on, you know, they're, they're doing wonderful things in the world, but yet they go on and they, they commit suicide because, you know, it's not the outward, it's, it's the inward. And when they're having this, this inner experience of depression and despair and nobody can tell because Quite frankly, they're telling the stories, they're singing the songs, they're serving because they don't want anybody else to feel the way that they feel. But yet, when all the lights are off and nobody's paying attention and you're by yourself, you still feel those feelings. And that's kind of how I felt in college. I, I was, I wouldn't say I was in despair, but I definitely was not in this, um, 
in this place that I could really approach those feelings. Uh, and then, you know, when I was in, let's say my early marriage years, right? So uh, I was married, we were starting our work, eventually we started to have some kids. Um, I found that I was surrounded by, for lack of a better term, supposed to people. So I had a lot of family, a lot of friends, um, siblings, you know, my husband, there was a lot of people that kept kind of communicating with me. This is what you're supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to be a wife, how you're supposed to be a mother, how you're supposed to be a teacher, a boss, right? And I tried to live up to that. I really did. I, I was a, a, a people pleaser, um, and I found that I was very distracted. I, I was, um, you know, trying to be busy and do all of these things. But I also was, um, when I was trying to make a deeper connection with people, because these were supposed to people, they weren't able to be, uh, to go deeper with me. I need a lot of attention, a lot of healing, a lot of, um, you know, growth. And they just were not able to. And so, um, you know, honestly, that was a big um, component to having my stroke uh, 12 years ago. Um, and the recovery, it was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. I guarantee you. And so the recovery was about two years long. I had a lot of time, a lot of alone time. Uh, and much of that was uncomfortable alone time. Um, but I also had this renewed sense of, I have to do everything I can to have a better life. And I began to work on me. I really began this healing process, understanding, um, what had occurred in my life, uh, and where did I want to go? And more recently, I would say in the last five years, I've, I've really cultivated, well, let me say this. I have selected, self-selected out of my supposed to relationships. And I have cultivated relationships where people see me. Where I can, uh, you know, share with these people what is important to me. And also knowing that as I share, there is no judgment. And, you know, I've, I've got several of those people who are um, those individuals uh, relationship. And then, of course, some groups that I'm a part of. Uh, I so appreciate that because that right there, remember, loneliness doesn't come from being by yourself. It comes from being unable to communicate what's important to you and feeling like your your views are, are um going to be judged, right? And so the more that I cultivate relationships where I can share without judgment, the less lonely I feel in life. The more I work on myself and relax, release, remember, choose again, the less lonely I am. So it's hitting it from both places. Okay. So it could be that you're lonely because you're trying to avoid your feelings and you really need to work on that. Could be you're lonely because you're not with the right people. And now, um, honestly, I'm, I'm creating groups 
where people are seen, they're heard, they're appreciated, they're noticed fully. Uh, you know, we have several membership groups where that's the main purpose is that, that people, yeah, we come together for, for, for a reason, right? We might be focusing on leadership or we might be focusing on building your business or coaching or spiritual development, but really in essence, these groups are, are a, a place to, to provide safe space where you can share all of yourself, bring your freak flag if you want, right? And nobody's going to judge you here. So that you can work on yourself, you can be plugged in, you can have that healing, you can release any loneliness that might be in your life. And then you can turn around and you can go do that with and for other people. Okay. So, so that's been my journey with loneliness. Um, again, I would highly recommend that you go through and you um, maybe do your own timeline and figure out okay, where are some major points in my life? So early childhood, high school, college, you know, break it up however you want to and ask yourself, okay, you know, where was I at that time? Um, was I connected to myself and connected to others? Uh, was I alone? Was I lonely? Uh, what was my experience? And then ask yourself, where do you want to go in the future? And what do you need to do? Do you need to spend more positive alone time with yourself? Or do you need to connect with other people at a deeper level? Or maybe you need to do both. Okay. All right. Well, happy reflecting. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.